Hello and welcome to Making a Mindset, a podcast devoted to helping you think. Hello, podcast listeners. Before we get into the contents of the episode, I wanted to let you know that on Anchor, you can actually send me messages from the mobile app. So if you're listening on your phone, if you're listening on the Anchor app in particular, there is a button that you can click to send me a message. So feel free to do that and ask me a question if you have one, whether it's something you read or maybe it's something that I said that you're questioning, feel free to leave me a message and I'll try to answer it in the next episode. If you're not on Anchor already, check me out, anchor.fm forward slash Jacob Tomlinson. All right, let's get into it. This morning I was thinking about how uh, I didn't want to get up. I set my alarm for pretty early this morning and after the alarm went off, uh, I put it across the room so I had to actually physically get up. Turned the alarm off and I looked back at bed And I thought, man, it would be really nice if I could just get back in bed and go to sleep. And the thing of it is, I could have got back in bed and gone to sleep for a little while and then got up and started my day. But I just kept thinking to myself, nah, I can get so much more done and be a little bit more productive if I just stay awake, go downstairs grab a cup of coffee, and get to work. And what kept running through my mind was mind over matter. Mind over matter. Come on, Jake, mind over matter. But I got to thinking about that statement a little bit more, and it's not like I was pushing away a cake, right? It's not like I was pushing away an unhealthy snack because I'm dieting or anything like that. Really, I was thinking, it's not mind over matter, it's mind over mind. And I was like, wow, that's kind of brilliant. Let me look that up really quick. Um, Turns out some journalist in 2012, uh, I don't know if he came up with the phrase, but he definitely wrote a book that's called Mind Over Mind. And I was looking at the description of it and his take is essentially our expectations and how our expectations define our reality. And that's totally true. Not only... Is it the case that our expectations define our reality? But also, I think this has a lot to do with willpower and the the voices that we allow to talk to us in our brain. I was having a conversation with Emily this morning about the stories that we tell ourselves and the things that go on in our mind. And I think a lot of times, and this is probably what the book goes into, I haven't read it, so I I don't know yet, but a lot of times we tell ourselves these stories in our mind and those stories become reality. For example, I'm just not good at dieting or here's an even better one. I don't have a good memory. I'm very bad at remembering names. If these are the stories that you tell yourself over and over and over again, they become self-fulfilling prophecies. 
if you tell yourself over and over and over again that you're just not a good athlete or you're not very good at running, it, it can literally be whatever. Regardless of what it is, it becomes reality. It becomes the truth. And that can really hurt you. What's great about that entire thing, though, is it can be just the opposite. You can say, for example, I'm a great runner. I love getting up early in the morning. I am highly productive. And those two can become self-fulfilling prophecies. You can tell yourself that you're really good at dieting, that you don't need that extra piece of candy or something to that effect. And those two become reality. It's those expectations that you set for yourself that become reality. It's sort of like, and I, I love and hate using this example of New Year's resolutions. A lot of people set New Year's resolutions. And I just read recently that when you're young, especially in your like 20s, that's the time that most people set New Year's resolutions. And as people age, fewer and fewer people set New Year's resolutions. And the idea behind why that might be or why some people say that they don't set New Year's resolutions is because over a long period of time, you know, even a couple decades going from say 20 to 50, you set New Year's resolutions and then you don't act on them. And so your expectation then is that even though you set a New Year's resolution, it's not going to come true. You're not going to reach your goal because your expectations meet your reality. It becomes truth. So I think it's important to recognize that our the stories that we tell ourselves in our minds are really, really important. And there's really two voices. There is your true voice, the voice that is telling you that you want to get some certain things done, that you want to be somebody, you want to reach certain goals. There's that voice telling you what you need to do in order to reach your goals. And then there's the fake voice, the voice that's telling you, ah, you know what? Tomorrow, I'll get that done tomorrow. Ah, you know what? This week is really bad for me. Maybe I'll do it next week. There's that voice that's telling you, you know what? I've been dieting. I've been dieting really well. Today, I'm just going to cheat. And then today becomes tomorrow. And the next week. And the week after that. Because it's the stories that we tell ourselves and it's the voice that we listen to. And I think that second voice that I'm talking about, the one that is setting you up for failure, that is setting you up to not reach your goals, that's not your voice. That's the voice of society that's sort of been etched into your brain. Maybe it's the voice of your childhood or a series of years where you set New Year's resolutions and you don't meet them. It's the voice that's telling you, that you can't do it, but it's not yours. It's disguised as yours. And so if you want to get out of that funk, and I think that you should, I think everybody should, you need to start listening 
to the voice that's actually yours. The one that's telling you the truth. The truth is, you can do what you set your mind to. But setting your mind to it is only the first step. And I think it's probably the hardest. For me, what I found is that if I have a goal, and regardless of whether my mindset is in the right place, action, taking action, actual steps to reach your goal starts to change your mind. Because you realize that once you do something that the voice, the negative voice in your head is telling you, ah, just put it off till tomorrow. Once you do something and defy that voice, you start to realize, hey, I have a little bit more willpower than I thought I did. I have the ability to actually do more than I thought I could have. And once you start to realize that, and once you do that over and over and over again, you'll realize that nothing is stopping you. Only you are stopping you. Only what you tell yourself in your mind can stop you. Mind over mind. Make sure that you're taking actionable steps to reach your goals and that you're telling yourself consciously, you're telling yourself out loud that you can do it, that you can actually reach your goals. Define what success means to you, whatever that is. Define a specific goal. I I seriously challenge you to do this. And then start telling yourself every hour. Set an alarm on your phone telling yourself out loud. Look at yourself in the mirror. Tell yourself out loud, I can do this. I am taking actionable steps to reach my goals and then actually take those steps. You're going to be so shocked how much progress you make in the few coming weeks. All right, podcast listeners, that's going to be it for this episode. I really, really appreciate you guys taking the time to listen. I hope that I have brought some value to you. Don't forget, if you're using the Anchor app to go ahead and send me a message, but I appreciate you regardless of where you're listening. And I hope to hear from you soon. I'll see you all in the next episode.